welcome to another episode of Gwine's Niche. If you're new here, my name is Gwine. If you're not, welcome back. I thank you for choosing me to be part of your day. So this episode, we will be talking about something I am passionate about. And this episode is actually based on a Twitter thread that I uploaded years ago. And so I'm just bringing that back and adding a few insights into it. So if you're interested, go on, hear the rest of the episode, and enjoy. Ever since I was in grade school, I've been taught to conserve water, conserve energy, throw my trash in the right places, segregate and follow the segregation signs in the trash bin, avoid cutting trees, so save paper, and all that. And I know some of you are already aware of that. I'm hoping that you already know what steps to take, and maybe just being aware of it can help you also share it with other people. So as you may know, we have many sub-problems in this whole environmental issue. First off, we have pollution, and that is mostly the focus of the episode today. So pollution has a lot of types, but mainly there are land pollution, water pollution, and air pollution. And this pollution, these types of pollution, mostly come from the trash we generate or the toxic chemicals that flow into our water and the air. I want you to know that addressing pollution is going to be hard, it's going to be challenging, especially if you're aiming for zero waste, but there might be things you're already doing or you're already aware of, I'm gonna mention some habits that are actually helping the environment and some habits that are already near our lifestyle and you can consider doing or consider continue doing. So first off is using a tabo. So tabo is dipper in English and it's the one we use when we take baths, when we clean something, it actually comes with a pail or a balde. And it actually helps save water compared to having showers or bathtub. It's actually more efficient because you know how much water you're gonna use. Another thing is using reusable containers. These are actually good, um, good tools when you want to bring your own containers when dining out or when just storing food and other things it's really efficient compared to using styrofoam and if you have tupperwares in your home which i'm sure you do i am proud of you and i hope they are in good use next is saving food or giving them away what i like about filipinos or i don't know if you also do this in your culture is they store food if there are leftovers and uh, the day after or some days after they will be reheated or be mixed into other food 
to make a whole new meal and most of the time when Filipinos hold celebrations and big dinner parties they give away the food so that people can have something to carry back to their home and the food that they have won't go to waste another habit that you can continue doing or you can maybe consider doing is doing ukay ukay or thrifting it's a very uh, a very good habit especially in re with regard to fast fashion you can actually save a lot of clothes and garments being sent to landfills or just being thrown away in different parts of the world because you lengthen a clothes lifespan and put them in good use. Aside from ukai and thrifting, you can also upcycle these clothes, repurpose them. Some of the clothes I have that I don't use anymore, I cut them into small pieces and use them as little rugs for cleaning and wiping the countertops and tables inside my room. Aside from receiving old clothes, we can also donate clothes or sell secondhand stuff. As they say, your trash can be another person's treasure, so I think it's very good to live by that principle. Another thing is recycling notebooks and buying and selling secondhand books. This is a practice that I've seen in students. Um, I know a teacher back in high school who rewards students who bring to school the recycled notebooks that they have from the past semester or from the past school year and i think that's really cute because if you look at all the notebooks that you have after finishing a year or a semester there are actually empty pages that you can carefully remove from the notebook and add to a new one together with the other empty pages from the other um, used notebooks and in public school, they have the reusing of textbooks. So when you go to public school, at least I did back in elementary, we go there and we receive a bunch of books that we will use for the school year. We are to take care of it. So we really have the accountability to look after our books, make sure the pages are not ripped, that no one writes or draws on the pages of the textbook so that the next year after we graduate from that certain level we can pass it on to the other students or to the next batch of students coming in and the kids are taught uh, the value of treasuring what you have so that you can pass it on to the people who need it another habits in addition to the tupperware that i mentioned a while ago we also reuse old peanut butter jars um old cans i think some kids use them to make diy toy cars um old toothbrushes that are converted or repurposed into brushes used for cleaning shoes slippers and other things we also repurpose or reuse um, plastic bottles we use them as coin banks or just toys for kids and lastly you may be doing this even if you're not filipino is using tumblers 
I I've seen a lot of hype for hydro flasks lately, and you don't need hydro flasks to be um, bringing water with you. You won't need to buy bottled waters every time you go out. So we already finished um, discussing the habits that you might be doing or you don't know you already exercise or practice that are actually sustainable and um, little baby steps toward a zero waste lifestyle. So I, I, I hope you learned a lot from those and maybe think of more ways that actually bring goodness to the planet like taking pub public transportation or walking or biking so now we go to other individual actions that you may not be um, aware about but if you already do and you already practice these things that i will be mentioning i am so proud of you and i hope you continue that work so first one is to vote for people who care about the planet and i am not advocating or advertising a certain person or a certain politician i am just suggesting that you vote for people who take good care of our planet the elections are coming and we as voters and citizens have the capacity to elect someone who is not just caring for the people but also caring for the planet because a good planet means good people so let us take in mind the possible politicians that have um, sustainability and climate action in their platforms and who you see already are involved in climate justice and related in that advocacy next is to educate yourself i know that many people are already aware of what's happening in the environment um, as i said a while ago starting from grade school it has already been ingrained in my mind to take care of the planet and to do what is best for our environment so I hope that we enrich our awareness more because having this awareness is going to lead us to having a good conscience also. For example, if you know that throwing a random plastic will have a detrimental effect on the environment, then you're more likely to avoid littering. So you really have to put yourself in a situation where you are open to educating yourself because as I said, if you know about something, you tend to be you tend to act more responsibly to make a better decision that leads to a better outcome. Next, support brands that are for planet people causes. So a lot of things that I mentioned in the first part of this episode are more individual based. So these are things that you can do on a personal level or an individual level. But we also have to be aware that a lot of major large entities moving in the society contribute more to the climate problem. And as I said, we should vote for people who 
want to take care of the environment because people sitting in the government have more power and are more accountable when it comes to taking care of the planet compared to yourself. But it doesn't mean that you should stop doing individual-based actions because you're still part of the solution. What I'm saying is larger companies and governments have bigger actions that can combat bigger problems. And so aside from voting for the right people, you also have to support the right brands. Let me put it this way. I I know about the faucet analogy where you imagine that a bathtub is filling up with water because the the faucet of that bathtub is switched on. And no matter how much you fetch water from that bathtub using a pail or a dipper, if the faucet is open and is left open, the water will continue filling the bathtub. It will not be empty or it will continue filling up to the brim. And so what I mean by that is the faucet is the government, the organizations, the companies, and the enterprises moving the world and directing society. And we people are those pails and dippers trying to take out the water from that bathtub. So even if our own actions, our little simple ways mean a lot to the planet, it will still be more worthwhile and still be more effective if the big companies and the big people switch off the faucet to stop the water or to stop the bathtub from filling all at once. And just a little note, for things to ponder on is the truth about investing in, in the climate action. You know, reusable stuff and zero-waste products may be expensive at first, but they actually cost less in the long run. And I have an example for this, which is um, a reusable cloth pad. It may have cost more than the ordinary um, commercial sanitary napkin but in the long run it actually saved me a lot of money because i just wash it every time i use it and i won't have to buy napkins every month so if you compute that you save a lot of money compared to buying um, sanitary napkins every time I have my period because I already have these washable cloth pads. So if you think that some things are overwhelming, just think about how much good it will bring you in the future or in the long run. So maybe stop thinking for the short-term conveniences because those little pleasures and comfort that you have now might result to bigger impacts and more detrimental consequences in the future. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. It's already a wrap. I want to thank you for sticking around until this part. I hope that you learned a thing or two and really um, tried to digest and chew 
the information that I told you. Although this is a lengthy episode, I hope that you share it. I want to note that when I talk about climate and my advocacy, I do not mean to scare. I just want you to care because there are a lot of things in the world right now and some things might not be as urgent as other things. You know, the climate devastation and environmental issues may not be as pressing as you think, but in the future or even just in distant regions or maybe in our country right now, the environmental issues are already doing us a lot of damage. So I hope you listened and carry on with the lessons in your heart. Thank you and see you on the next one. Bye!